Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hello there and welcome back to this latest episode of the Living Clutter Free Forever podcast. I can't quite believe it, but we have actually made it to episode 25. So thank you so much for your support and for listening in every week. I really appreciate it. There have been some really exciting developments in my business this week. I have announced that I am going to be launching a brand new online course to support people with organising and decluttering in their homes and that will be coming out in January. And this week there's a really special offer where you can become founding members. I'm only accepting 10 places and you can have the course for half price. And for that, you will receive an email from me once a week for the next 11 weeks with two questions, which you'll just have to choose an A or B option for to help me inform the course and make sure that I'm developing something that you really want to use. So if you would like to be included as part of my first 10, then please click on the link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at caro.thor, where I'm doing all my advertising for this amazing offer. And there you can become part of this amazing team that I'm creating. So I'm actually feeling a bit dubious about doing this episode today, because as you will have seen in the title, it's called Don't Mention the C Word. And I have a real problem with the C word being mentioned at this time of year, but I know that it is a necessary evil. So the C word is actually Christmas. It riles me. It really riles me that as I'm traveling back from my summer holiday, usually at the um, the first week of September, that the shops are already full of Christmas chocolate and gifts and um, we're starting to basically have it rammed down our throats already. But I am also very aware that Christmas can be an incredibly stressful time of year for a lot of families. There is the financial burden of pulling a Christmas together and the expectation, especially from children these days, that they get these amazing and very expensive presents. There is an expectation that the house looks amazing, that you have got lots of guests around that you're having to feed and the pressure is really huge. And it's another one of those things that mum is expected to mastermind and keep on top of along with everything else. 
So I thought I would do a short episode today where I will talk to you about things you can start doing now to get you prepared so that it doesn't all hit you like a huge ton of bricks in December especially in the week of Christmas. So I'm going to break it down into um, some categories and you will then perhaps pick up some tips. And I've also created a cheat sheet that you can download from my explore page. And there is also a link in the show notes. If you go to caro-thor.com forward slash explore, that's where all of my free uh, resources are for you. And there you can download this cheat sheet to help you keep on top of Christmas. It's like a checklist that you can check off and make sure you've done everything. So let's get started. Gifts. Oh, this is a really, really tricky one. I am slowly of the opinion that the less we can give each other as gifts, the better. The amount of clients I work with who have drawers stuffed with unwanted presents they've received that they feel too bad about to get rid of is quite extraordinary. And I think especially with children, we end up perhaps buying them something because we don't really know what it is they properly need or want, because I don't think the kids themselves know. And they end up with stuff in their room that doesn't ever get played with or used. We have started for our older two gifting experiences. So two weeks ago, we took our middle daughter to Strasbourg for a weekend, my husband and I on our own with her and gave her some one-to-one time. We got a little cheap Airbnb to stay in and took her out for dinner. And she absolutely loved that. She's 13, just so that you get some idea of what's appropriate for different ages. My older daughter, who's 15, we gifted her last Christmas tickets for an Ed Sheeran concert. So we've done that with her together in recent months. And these are things that they have absolutely loved. And it's given us time with them as well. And we've created memories with them. So I think gifting something like that is often a lot more meaningful than buying someone something for the sake of it. So if you think along those lines, you could gift a parent that you will take them out for a meal or that you will have them to stay for a weekend and do something with them. Um, My daughters um, gave my husband for his birthday recently that they would take him out for dinner and another one of them said that she would go out for a day's hiking with him because he loves hiking and they're always quite reluctant to go. So that was really special for him that they would do those things with him and spend some time with him. You could also do things like giving people vouchers for cinemas so that you will go with them and spend some time with them. The list is endless. So you could do that to save buying physical things. And if you do want to buy people physical things, I really think it's worth asking them what it is they would really like and need rather than giving them gifts that they're going to unwrap and smile politely and then actually they'll just go in a drawer somewhere or they'll be given to the charity shop the next time they're going. That said, there is nothing better than giving someone a gift that you know when they unwrap it, they're going to absolutely love and seeing their face and the absolute joy that it's something they really, really had been hoping for. So if you're going to be wrapping things, one thing you can do now before we even get to December is collect together all the things that you're going to be needing for wrapping and make sure you've got enough wrapping paper, that you've got scissors, that you've got sellotape as we call it in the UK or um, teaser film as we call it in Germany and ribbons if you want to go all out and decorate and 
what you can do is gather it all together in a box or a basket. And some people even go as far as creating a wrapping station in their home for over the Christmas period. If you haven't got space to do that, then just having everything gathered together so you can get it out and put it on the dining room table and have a wrapping session is a really good idea. And one thing that I've started doing is actually wrapping the presents as I get. So if I've bought something for one particular child, when I get it home, I will try and wrap it in the next couple of days. And I have a bag set up in my wardrobe hidden away let's hope they don't listen to this podcast episode um, and once it's been wrapped it gets popped into that child's bag so I keep everything together for them and the bags have got the names on because once the things are wrapped it's sometimes very hard to tell anymore what it is because it's really important you remember where you've put things about two weeks ago now I found some Easter chocolates hidden in a top shelf in the kitchen that I'd completely forgotten about and I have before now put Christmas presents in really safe places so the kids wouldn't find them and then not found them till after Christmas. So I've learnt my lesson with Christmas presents and that's why I now have a bag for each child and keep everything separated in there so I know where everything is. If you're a list maker, you could make a list of all the presents you want to get and tick them off. I've got a friend that does that for all her children and then she knows exactly what it is she needs to buy. And it means you can spread the cost between now and December as well. The cost of living has gone up so much wherever you are. And the cost of food and the presents this year, it's all just going to cost so much more. So I've actually started now when I go to the shops of picking things up that I see so that I'm starting to get little things together that I'm going to need for the Christmas stockings, for example, if that's something that you do. Um, and then you've got those things at home already. And if you've got family and friends who live abroad, it's worth making sure you know when the last date for posting is for gifts to get to them and make sure you leave a bit of extra time just to make sure that they really do get to them in time for Christmas. One thing that really is a good idea to do in November is to go through your children's toys and have a look at things that are no longer sparking joy for them. So do they have a Lego set that they no longer play with and it's just gathering dust? Or do they have a massive collection of Barbies that they don't play with anymore. Or perhaps they've got that Playmobil castle that is no longer played with. If you can collect these things together and make sure you've got all the bits and pieces for them, now is the perfect time between now and sort of the 15th of December to be selling things online. It creates space for your children in their bedrooms and either the children can have the money for them to put towards buying gifts for other people or you can use the money to put towards buying their new gifts for Christmas and it means you're creating space ready for anything new that comes over the Christmas period if they're lucky enough to get anything. Let's see if they've, they're on Santa's good list this year. So those are the sorts of things I was thinking about for Christmas gifts and making your life easier. One thing we do as a family and have done ever since our children were really tiny is we make gifts for all of our neighbours, which we deliver around to them on Christmas Eve. And it's always something that's either baked or homemade. So we need to get organised in advance so that that actually happens and we don't have this mad panic of baking for the 24 hours before that because that sort of puts a bit of a dampener on the start of the school holidays. So I'm going to make sure I've got the ingredients for those in. I actually saw some really cute little Christmas biscuit bags last week and some stickers for sealing them to up. So I bought those last week in advance. So I know I'm ready for that. So I just need to get the ingredients in once we've decided what it is we're going to be baking this year. 
And I'm in the fortunate position now that the baking is down to my girls. I don't have to get involved with that anymore, but we need to coordinate when that's going to happen so that they're ready in time for Christmas Eve. And one other thing that I think as a mum is really interesting is that you end up, I think in a lot of cases, being the one responsible for buying gifts for everybody. And by everybody, I mean your partner or husband's family as well. So you're having to think what your mother-in-law might like, or your father-in-law, or your sister-in-law, and it all gets completely crazy. We have started in recent years reducing the amount of gifts we're buying for adults between us and my husband's family. It's created a lot more thought going into the odd gifts that we are buying, which I think is really nice. I know my brother was saying that he and his girlfriend's family are going to be doing a secret Santa for all the adults this year so that everyone only has one adult to buy for. So think about whether there's something like that you can implement in your family just to reduce the present buying load and make those few gifts that you do need to buy um, more meaningful. Okay, so moving on from gifts, although I'm sure there's a lot more things we could add to that list, but we will move on to the home. When my kids were little and we were hosting Christmas, it used to turn into this massive cleaning frenzy because we were going to have all these people coming to stay, tidy up, which would take forever, and cleaning frenzy. And luckily, I discovered the KonMari method and I don't have to do a mad cleaning, a tidying up anymore. Cleaning still has to happen, but I'm pretty much on top of that now as well. But it's worth thinking if there are things you could already be doing in your living space or in bedrooms where you maybe are going to have to have guests that you could do now so that you don't have it all waiting for you the week of Christmas. So you could have a declutter in the living room and tidy up and be thinking about where you might want to put your Christmas tree and if there are things you need to put away. If you are going to be getting out lots of Christmas decorations, it might be that other decorations that you have out during the year might need to be packed into a box and put away to make space for them. If you're going to be using children's bedrooms as guest bedrooms, then they perhaps need a bit more of a clean than they sometimes have. That would certainly be the case in my house. But things like that can all be done in advance and don't need to wait until Christmas. And then when it comes to the week of Christmas, all you need to do is a quick whip round with the cleaning and you haven't got these mad deep cleans that you need to do. And another thing that I always find or have found in the past is the table linen is for some reason always for me a real issue. It probably isn't for anyone else, but I'll mention it anyway. So the tablecloths that you might want to use over Christmas are perhaps ones that don't come out during the rest of the year. Just make sure that you know where they are. It's always worth going through all the table coverings you've got and seeing if you really are using them all and you could donate some to charity if you don't need them all, and make sure that the ones you are going to be using over Christmas are washed and ironed and ready so that you don't have that to do the week of Christmas as well. Another area of the home that you can start getting ready now is the kitchen, because it's going to have probably a lot more action than it normally does have the rest of the year, especially if you're cooking a massive Christmas lunch. And for those of you in the States, you've got Thanksgiving to contend with before this as well. So all this applies to Thanksgiving too. And you could already start to make sure you're using up things in your cupboard to make space for all the extra food that you're going to have to store. You could have a look through your cupboards and make sure if you've got out of date stuff that really you can't use anymore, that you get rid of that to create space. You could have a clear out of your freezer and have a week of everyone eating meals out of the freezer so that you free up some space in there. And you 
you could also give your kitchen a really good deep clean so that it's all ready to go, ready for the Christmas baking and everything. Which leads on to food. I don't know about you, but I find food the most stressful part of the whole Christmas thing because you're trying to think what everyone might like to eat. And in our family, it's particularly complicated because I have two kids who are very picky eaters. I have one child who will eat anything And my husband and I, who at the moment are playing around with a sort of vegan diet. So it's a bit difficult because there's going to be so many different sorts of meals going on. So I've started thinking what I might want to cook on various days. I've also got my in-laws coming and my sister-in-law and her family for Christmas this year, but on different days over the Christmas period. So I'm going to have to be thinking what different meals I will do on different days when they come. And I've started looking at recipes and thinking what I might need to get in. And if I have things that are dry food products and storable products, so not perishables like fruit and veg and meat, but other stuff, I can start putting those on my weekly shopping list now so that I'm starting to get things like that in and I don't have an absolutely enormous shopping bill right at the Christmas period, which always makes you just stand there with your mouth open when the lady at the till says to you how much your Christmas food shop is. It's I think it's always absolutely phenomenal. And then the final category really is decorations. I already mentioned before that perhaps if you're having a tidy up in the living room, you could start thinking where the tree's going to go and making sure that space is cleared. If you've got decorations put away in boxes, then have a think about whether you really need to get them all out and use them. And if you are going to get them all out and have a look, then be honest with yourself if you really love them all. If there are some that you look at and they don't spark joy for you, then it might be worth getting them to a charity shop where someone else can use them this Christmas. And I think a really nice tradition is for setting aside time for the whole family to decorate. We have now, the last few years, had a system where the children take it in turns to choose what colour the decorations on the tree are going to be. We've got two different options of tree decorations And they take it in turns to choose that and then they decorate it themselves. And uh, we have Christmas music on and it all turns into a bit of an event and glue vine and kinder punch for the children. And it's just a really nice afternoon. I know some people, depending on what part of the world you're in, put their trees up as early as the end of November. In Germany, we put our tree up on Christmas Eve, which I just find really late, but that's the tradition here. We got around it last year by having got the tree in advance and we had it standing in the garden with just lights on in the garden for um, two weeks before Christmas so we could at least look at it and enjoy it. So that was really nice, but it comes in and then the tree gets decorated and it's a really nice family tradition that we have. So every family has their own traditions around Christmas, which is what I think is so lovely about it. And it's worth really treasuring those and making sure that you make time for them and that you can enjoy them and that you haven't got any added stress when you're doing those particular activities. So if by now starting thinking about gift buying, kitchen and food preparation and decorations, if in November, beginning of December, you can have clear in your head what you're going to do, then it will just free up some of your energy for really enjoying these family times that you have and not running around like a headless chicken when it comes to the times you should be enjoying with your family. I've seen a few things on social media recently where people have been saying that they're fed up with people telling them to plan, they're fed up with people telling them that they should be using a meal planner, that they should be making lists, 
lists. All of these suggestions that I'm making are exactly that, they're suggestions. You have got to work out what works best for you. I know for my personality type and a lot of the women that I work with as clients, having a plan just takes the stress away from everything. But for other people, they enjoy flying by the seat of their pants or things being much more spontaneous. And that's absolutely fine too. So if you're listening to my podcasts, it doesn't mean that everything I'm saying is for you, but hopefully there will be one or two things that you can take away from each episode that will be useful to you and will make your life easier. And I am all about trying to make life easier because we've all got enough going on without the daily routine of home and kids making it even more stressful for us. So I just wanted to say that because I think um, sometimes people feel that perhaps they're being told how they should do things. And that's certainly not my intention with my podcast or my social media posts at all. I'm using my ideas that I know work for me to suggest to you that this could be something that would work for you. And if you try it and it doesn't, then fine, you can try something different. Or don't try anything at all if that makes you happy too. Anyway, on that note, I am going to point you in the direction of somewhere where you can get some support from me if you would like it. And that is my explore page on my website, www.caroline-thor.com forward slash explore. And there you will find loads of free resources to help you if you would like some. And don't forget, if you would like to join my first 10 people for my course that will be starting on January the 23rd, 2023, I would love to have you with me on the journey. The link is in my show notes, but the closing date for applications is Friday the 11th of November, which is the day that this podcast goes out. So if you haven't heard this podcast on that day, I'm afraid that boat has sailed, but the course will be coming out in January. So watch out for it. I will make sure to tell you about it when it's coming. I wish you a wonderful weekend, if that's what you're heading into. If you're listening to me on any other day of the week, I wish you a wonderful day. And I look forward to you joining me next time. Until then. If you've enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organizing tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organizer. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.